So you listen to this show because let's face it, I'm a little out there. Okay. Right. On the flip side of that, Chicken Little was inaccurate about the sky falling. I'm not inaccurate. I've just been early. And the question you've got to ask yourself is, do you want to listen to the guy who's been inaccurately predicting this for a while, or do you want to listen to the guy who's going to keep telling you everything is fine? I'm not trying to scare you out of existence, but rather let you know that your focus now needs to be on non-bank lending. Check, check, one, two, one, two. Turn it up, turn it up. Welcome to the Foreclosure Deals Coach Podcast. The tides are turning, the time is now. You're home for the mindset, methodology, and tools needed to invest in foreclosures. Don't you dare buy a house, buy a deal. You need to get into this right now. Right now, yeah. And now your host, the Foreclosure Deals Coach, Donnie Corum. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Foreclosure Deals Coach Podcast. I am your host and Foreclosure Deals Coach, Donnie Corum, broadcasting from our studios here in Colorado with my main man, executive producer, Jonathan Winston. Yo, 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 what's going on, everybody? I love you. The studio audience just loves you. I mean, they sound the exact same every single time, which I can't figure out, but they, they, they they're just, don't do the ass. I don't know. They must be vocalists. Cause if you can be that consistent with your vocal output over hundreds of episodes, <laughs> then you must have like some type of gift. Yeah, for Thank sure. Thank you. Hey, kudos to you guys. Thank you guys. I really appreciate yes, that. Yes, give yourself, give yourself a round. Give that's yourself that's a awesome. Hand. That's awesome. All right. <laughs> Let's get to the show before this gets out of hand. So today is talking about, who needs banks? The new lending millennium. So Ooh. here's a transition that's going on here. You have your conventional lender banks, right? You're going to hear Chase, Wells Fargo. You're going to hear banks that have retail institutions, names that you're very familiar with, okay? Mm-hmm. You can drive down the street in any city in, in the U.S. of A, and you're going to find one of these retail banks. And when mortgage lending began, that's where you went for a mortgage, right? You went and talked to your local bank or your credit union. And so these banks grew and grew and they became huge retail outlets. And obviously, in addition to mortgages, you can go to Chase and get a line of credit. You can go to Wells Fargo and get a car loan, right? So that you provided all these other services, okay? So what has changed? Now, first of all, if you've been listening to this show for a while, okay, you know that I've been inaccurately predicting the fall of the real estate market for the better part of two years. I've been over here yelling to you guys, the sky is falling. The sky, the sky is falling. You know, I've been trying to, you know, you know, I come up with a lot of these articles and things that we put in here. So and from time to time, I try to, you know, put a little bit more, you know, cheer and chipperness into the yeah. things that we're talking about in the episodes. But, but, you know, here recently, it's it's been a little bit more difficult to find those, you know, good news pieces that are, you know, forecasting a continually hot market that we've been seeing. So I don't know. Oh, my God. Are you saying it's changing? Uh, uh, I'm not going to let the audience out there point the finger at me and say, hey, Jonathan said <laughs> Jonathan the market going crazy. <laughs> so we got to buy all this stuff. No, I'm not going to say that. But I am going to say that there are definitely signs coming up. There's right? some interesting changes, right? Changing. So so I, I want to go over some of those changes. So first of all, you need to know that, you know, Attraction Capital is my, I guess, private hedge fund that I, I'm a managing partner of. And we lend money to investment companies 
like Diamant Enterprises, which is my wife's company, and she's the flipping arm. So we lend money over to that flipping arm. And we have not used a bank to get financing on properties in several years. Okay. So we're so, it's so abnormal to contemplate. So, so where do we get the money? Well, we talk about private capital. It's a big thing. And now what's coming into vogue is hedge funds. Okay. So let's look at a hedge fund. You got to define what a hedge fund is. What is a hedge fund? A hedge fund is fundamentally a investment vehicle where people team up their capital like a mutual fund. And you can hear that when you say mutual, you understand it's a bunch of people working together. Okay. And the hedge fund is hedging against loss. So they name it a hedge fund because these hedge funds are making a stupid amount of money because they are taking higher risk investments by working in the hedges, kind of outside the scope of normal real of normal investment. Okay. So what have hedge funds made a lot of money on recently? What's really made hedge funds a bunch of money recently? What do you think? Now, if it's anything, just kind of seeing what's been hot in the market in general, it's probably either... Uh, you know, some stocks or some crypto or something like that. There you go. It's primarily crypto, right? The hedge funds have been balling out of control on crypto. Okay. So these guys, they they bet early and that's, that's the nature of investing in the head, in the outskirts of real estate investing. You're not looking to talk to your bank about a treasury bill making one or 2%. Hedge funds are looking for high risk, high reward investments. Okay. Those high risk, high reward investments, one great example, Bitcoin paid off huge. And these guys literally made billions of dollars in a very short stint of time. They already had a bunch of money and then the government started printing money. Oh, so you guys have all seen and heard, hopefully, you know, if, if you're, you're very, if you're fortunate in the sense that the government gave you money on the flip side of that, if the government gave you money. That means you don't make that much money. So it's kind of a toss yeah, up yeah. whether that's a good thing or not. Right. But if you got your stimulus check, you were a direct recipient of the amount of money the government printed in recent years. Okay. The hedge funds, even though they were rich guys, they found ways to get the gov- some of that government money too. And they got it in the form of, you know, SBA handouts, EIDL, quote unquote, loans, because they're never, I'm saying quote unquote, because they don't have to be paid back. PPP payments, right? I got a buddy. He's an oil and gas farmer, already a millionaire, like several times over, okay? He received $1.4 million in PPP grants. Man. See what I'm saying? Gas farmer. That's what am I doing here? Seriously, am I in the right business? What happened, right? And why did they give him that much? Well, because he had a staff of people. They were the government was concerned we got to be laid off, so they were trying to stop the collapse of the economy during the coronavirus by stimulating both individuals through those BS stimulus payments, like twelve hundred bucks, and businesses in the tune of millions of dollars. Right. So, I mean, before you go on, what does that say to you? listeners and people out there, it pays more to be a business owner. business owner than an employee or somebody that's working for a business owner. So amen. Got to keep on working towards that, everybody. Exactly. Right. Self-employment key. Thank you. Well done, though. That's a good point. Yep. All right. So these hedge funds, they got government money too. And I don't know how they got, I'll be frank with you. A lot of it seems a little bit shady and I'll be frank with you and say that it's going to come out in the wash later. Okay. When that money has to come due, we're going to have this big fallout where they're going to figure out how these large scale, heavy investors got hold of a whole bunch of government money, but they took said government money and they sunk it heavily into cryptocurrency. Okay. And they took a, let's say a million dollar of federal money. And this is just an example because they had their own money. Okay. So they had their own 
money plus the government money. Let's say they put a million dollars of crypto two years ago. Okay. If it were Bitcoin, that's worth 40 times that today. It's a good two years. Right. So now they're sitting on $40 million. What do you do with that much money? Hmm. It's, well, after you bought the Ferrari, right. right? Nice house. Got the nice house. Girl with the boob job. Can you, got, you can you, you got, buy one of those? You can. You probably need to buy the boobs or the ass. Either one. One of the two. That's, right? that's so what you, people do now. So you made some investment, some hot tail, right? Yeah, for sure. Right. You got a lot left over, mm-hmm. right? So they got all this money left over. They are taking that money and they went to the private market and they said mortgages are down in the two percent range. We sure as hell don't want to make two percent. Okay, but if we leave this much money, we're talking billions of dollars, and we can put it in the market instead of leaving it in the bank. Okay, because when it's sitting in the bank, like your money in your savings account right now, you're making 0.002% interest, right? You're making nothing on that, right? These guys just said, we're sitting on billions of dollars sitting in the bank making nothing. If we put it out in the market at 3%, that's even better than nothing. Than nothing, right. right? And the larger hedge funds started lending private capital to real estate investors like myself, right? Now they're doing so at 10 to 12%. Oh my God, Donnie, that's a super high interest rate. Well, it would be if I were trying to live in that house for 30 years, right? Right. But I'm generally, as a flipper, a real estate investor, going to own the property somewhere between 90 and 120 days, right? So for me, that higher interest rate is not as much of a risk, but it's a huge reward for the guy lending that money, especially if he got it from the federal government, 40 timed it in cryptocurrency, and now it was sitting in a bank account. Do you see how we got here today? Right? So you look at, now when you think of that, you're thinking, well, I don't know any hedge funds. I don't, I don't know anybody who's got that kind of money as lending in real estate. Here's a newsflash. You heard of Quicken Loans? Now Rocket Mortgage? Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. Read that article because it's all about how Quicken Loans, a non-bank lender, has been lending money in the real estate market, not mostly, mostly to residential. They don't do as much real estate loans for, for investors, right? But they've been lending money in the real estate market on a heavy basis. And they've got really high satisfaction ratings. People are, are much happier. They claim anyway, dealing with Quicken Loan slash Rocket Mortgage because it's so easy. I can get my application done on the phone. Like I don't, I mean, I literally like on an app on your phone, not even having a conversation. You can completely get your loan done on your Rocket Mortgage app without ever having a conversation with a human being. Okay. That's next level. Like that's, I mean, Banks are cool and, you know, they definitely have a lot of money, but it seems like they're a pain they in the butt. Yeah, they should be doing something like that. Right. <laughs> so the banks can't convert fast enough, but these hedge funds, right. they've built all the software. So they basically cut the middleman human element out of mortgage lending. Okay. And what other industries have we seen that happen in? Remember when there were travel agents? What are those? Exactly. Oh, okay. Right. I don't know. Expedia. Replace the travel agent. The software replaced the human element. Rocket Mortgage is doing to the mortgage industry what Expedia did to the travel agent industry. You see what I'm saying? It's cheaper. It's more efficient. It's faster. It leads to higher satisfaction. What does all this mean to you? Like, what, like we, we, I set the backstory, but let's get to the point. Why does this matter to the listeners of Colorado foreclosure deals? 
Okay. Here's why. Sorry. I said foreclosure deals coach. Sorry. Colorado foreclosure deals is a, we've got, a lot, of, of, we've got a lot of entities. I've had guys. a long this day. The foreclosure deals coach by sorry, just in case. You we, thank you. We're, we're still a foreclosure deals coach. <laughs> why does that matter to our listeners? Right now, you should be more focused on the ability to obtain capital from non-bank sources than you ever have in the past. Right. Right. If you're trying to get a loan at your credit union, your bank, yada, yada, they still got what we call overlays, guidelines, requirements to get mortgages, loans. We're talking three, four, in Colorado Springs, the average price of a house just hit a half a million dollars. We're going to do a whole show on that. So I'm not going to go into detail on that right now. But this little sleepy town at Colorado Springs just hit an average price of 500 grand. And this is largely because non-bank lenders funded by hedge funds that made a bunch of money in cryptocurrency are pumping money into the real estate market at a rate we've never, ever seen before. Now, here's the thing about a market that goes up at a substantially high rate. What do you think has to happen next? Uh, how do you, I, I can't whistle, but I would like make the whistling noise. Right. Yeah. It has to happen, right? Yeah. If you keep pumping this much money into the market and then you stop, what happens to all that money? Well, it's got to flow back out. Right. Right. The flowing out of money is far more painful than the flowing in of money. Right. Getting money into an investment, i.e. buying a stock, buying a car. It's, it's actually pretty easy. It's generally just paperwork. You know, you transfer it in. Getting it back out is a highly involved process. If you want to get the money out of your house, you got to sell the house. Right. You got to put it on the market. You got to take photos. You got to go through a mortgage process the other way. Right. The other guy's got to get a mortgage so he can buy it from you. There's several moving parts. Getting in is easy. Getting out is tough. Okay. So as this money is trying to get back outside of the market, it's trying to leave and be turned into cash again, which is just a normal market cycle. A bunch of money is invested. Then money comes back out. That's, that gets very painful. Okay. And that's not going to happen as quickly or as easily as anybody thinks. So things are going to seize up a bit along the way. We're fighting a pandemic. Okay. And more importantly, how much longer can people afford to buy houses if they continue to go up at this rate? Hmm. Very good question. Not too much longer. Okay. The, the, the harsh reality is the way prices are getting. So every city in the country is now having a affordable housing debate. Like how do we provide enough affordable housing for the people who can't buy houses or even rent houses in a lot of markets? Cause it's just so expensive to rent. Like Denver is a great example yeah. of it's just preposterously high to rent up there. Okay. It's equally as high to buy up there, but in Colorado Springs, there's still some rentals left that are relatively affordable, Though we are struggling in this city to continue to build affordable rentals. We're converting properties here in town. There's one very large hotel in the Colorado Springs market that is being converted to basically where I'm from. We would just call it the projects. In Brooklyn, they would just call it the projects. Here, they're going to call it affordable housing. But what it's going to be is a series of really small rooms right. at really high rates that poor people live in. Okay. A lot of those will be paid for by government assistance. So you will know exactly where the poor people are going to be located. Now, it's a good thing because it's better to be in the projects in a lot of ways than be homeless. Right, for sure. Right. But my point in all of this is if your city is creating projects right now, if you're having an affordable housing debate, you need to know that although I'm predicting a crash for two years and been wrong, we are now starting to see a lot of signs of the accuracy of my lunacy. 
Like, it's not just that I'm crazy. That is hardcore a factor. And I'm going to own that. Okay. I'm a little nut. Hi, this is Donnie Corum, your foreclosure deals coach. One of the things we talk about on the show is the importance of great foreclosure data and helping you to find a great deal on a foreclosure property. But where do you find this data? You're certainly not going to find it on Realtor.com. You can't get it on your local MLS. So we have partnered with data provider Foreclosures.com to get you the latest and greatest in foreclosure listings right there in your local market. These properties are not hit the market in most cases, and when they have been foreclosed, gives you easy access to find out more detail so you can get the best deal on a foreclosure property. Getting started is super easy. Head on out to foreclosuredealscoach.com and click on the link labeled foreclosure list. Enter your zip code for a free seven-day trial of the best foreclosure listing data available in your local market. These properties are not even on the market yet, so you can get a jump on them and get a great deal. Once again, this is Donnie Corm, your foreclosure deals coach. We'll look forward to seeing you there. Whether it's private lending, you're, you're getting local syndication of funds. I'm having conversations with private lenders who, like many of us, are sitting on a whole, many of us in a good financial position, okay, are sitting on a bunch of money because our stocks have gone up, right? There's a bunch of equity in our homes now. Our cars are going up in value right now. Cars are increasing in value. So everybody who owns anything right now is seeing an increase in their net worth. In one capacity. In the other capacity, it's harder to buy things because it's all getting more expensive. So the dollar is effectively being worth less and less. Okay. The banking system, as we know it, the Federal Reserve runs on U.S. dollars, which they are printing at an astounding rate and giving it to banks. What happens Have we seen any success in giving a bunch of money to banking entities? I give you the 2008 market crash. I give you the Great Depression. I give you every economic collapse started with feeding money for the federal government into the banking system. Here's why. They keep it. Because they're bankers, dude. Like money, their the, job is money. So. They went into the business of get, getting money so they could give it all away. Uh, I don't think that's how. That's works. not what they did. <laughs> These private lenders, on the flip side of that, the Quicken Loans and et cetera, are going. We don't want this money at all. We got to get this out of the market. Why? Because they know the dollar is going to go down in value. They know that the federal, the dollar that runs the entire Federal Reserve, that runs the banking system is going to keep decreasing in value. So they're trying to get it out into the market as quickly as they possibly can. They're giving, literally giving power to the people, right? Because they believe that the people in this case are smarter than the banks. That's rarely the case, but in this case, it may be accurate. People buying things, buying assets, buying cars, buying houses, buying places to live taking their hard-earned dollars at their jobs, those who have them and choose to continue to work, and investing it into hard assets. It's just a smarter play than hoarding the money in a federal bank. You see the variable here. 
Okay. So I post this article, who needs banks? Because we don't, we actually haven't needed banks for quite some time. And if you're getting started out in real estate investing and you're not sure where to turn, part of the benefit to being part of the foreclosure deals coach system is that you also connect with my lending entities. You connect with a private hard money lenders, not just here in Colorado, but all across the country. I've got access to capital from hedge funds and private banks and my clients, my coaching clients through me. So by proxy, I'm making that introduction and saying, this person has never flipped a house before, but they're in my coaching program and I'm helping them out. So I will vouch for them because they're going to have the right education to make the right move with your money, Mr. Private Lender, Hard Money Lender, whatever they happen to be, right? You can lend this person money because I vouch for them. If you go out there on your own, there's a shot you may be able to make a banking, a, a private banking connection private lender connection and get through it. Okay. If you join up with me, I guarantee you're going to make that connection. Do you see the variable? Access to capital is very key. Access to capital. So who needs banks? Well, you don't. As a listener to this show, you're already in a position where you can connect with me as your foreclosure deals coach, right? And understand how the capital markets are moving a little bit ahead of the general consumer. I'm not going to sit here and tell you I'm this super Wall Street pundit genius dude, but I'm 43 years old. I've managed to amass a portfolio of 12 different rental properties, right? I've got a little over a million and a half worth of equity total, right? I've got $4 million in a private management right now. So my advice is if you're just getting started out, it would be far more intelligent to listen to me than your broke-ass uncle who sells cars up the street. Or worse, trying to just figure it out yourself. Or worse, still trying to figure it out on your own, okay? So what we offer is professional coaching and development that can walk you through completing your first deal, the finding, which I'll be frank with you, as hard as it may seem in the market that you're in right now, we are finding five to six deals a month now. Okay, so honestly, I I would tell you that another sign that I'm accurate about a real estate apocalypse coming is that we're finding way more deals now than we were earlier. Okay, more people are selling off. Either they're realizing the same thing I'm telling you, that the real estate market is heading for a large crash, or they're just trying to get out of Dodge because they're getting so good that they want to take the money and run right now. In either case, I'm buying a decent amount of deals. So we help you find them. We help you fund them through our traction capital lending partnership, where we've connected with hedge funds and private funds all across the United States of America. So we can help you to get into your first deal. We help you flip that deal. So you do just what is needed to make enough on that property Not to knock it out of the park, because that's not the goal. You want to make money quickly when the market's moving quickly. Okay? And let's face it. For most people, doing your first flip at a twenty dollars to $25,000 profit, which I know is not what Van Merrill is telling you. I made $80,000 on this, bro. Yeah, good for you, man. I'm realistic. Okay? I'm going to teach you how to do your first flip profitably and then flipping getting rid of it, how to sell it without using real estate agents, paying the high commission to cut into your profit, right? We walk you through all four steps of that. It's not super cheap, okay? As you can tell from two years of doing this, as much as I love y'all, I'm not the cheapest coach you've ever hired. I just believe I'm the most effective coach. The good news is if you take the time to listen to what are we at, 160, 170 episodes? Uh, a little bit less than that, but we're definitely coming up on 130 right now. Okay. So. 
If you take the time out to listen to me ramble at you 20, 30 minutes at a time, 130 times, you will pretty much have everything. The problem is you won't act on it. So the coaching part of this comes into with all the market turmoil that's out there, with all that's going on, how do you drown out the noise? See, a lot of people are real estate mentors. You pay them copia. You go to Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Have you ever been to the Kiyosaki stuff? I've read the book, but I haven't delved into the whole uh, program yet. He's like 20, 30 grand. Fan Merrill's programs, like 10, 15 grand, something like that. I don't know exact numbers. They change the numbers all the time based on current demand and what market they're in. Okay. They're so expensive. And I'm not saying the information is not super knowledgeable, but it is just that it's information. Okay. They're teaching you what they know. The information is free here. You can listen to all of these podcasts and get all the information you need to be dangerous, but you won't, you won't do it. I know you won't do it because you're still listening right now. And I'm not trying to be mean, but what you need is a foreclosure deals coach. And the difference between coach and mentor is mentor teaches you what they know. Coach makes you do it. That's a, I feel like that's the difference between that and a a mentor and a coach is a pretty far difference. Cause like you're talking about, you can hear a lot of stuff. People can tell you to do a lot of stuff, but doing it and put it into effort. That's, that takes a lot of work. So come on guys. It's uh, so how do you get started? It's super simple. Okay. In addition to being the executive producer of the show, Jonathan is also in charge of the coaching product. So you got to reach out to Jay and say, I heard the show. I want to get started in the coaching product. And I got to be perfectly frank with you. I don't take everybody who applies for my coaching program into the program. I would say the acceptance rate is somewhere around one in five. Some of it, I'll be frank with you, is how much I like you. Okay. Because I'm going to have to spend a decent amount of time with you. Right. And as a result of that time, I need to make sure you don't annoy me. I'm at a stage in life where I don't have to spend a whole bunch of time with people that annoy me. I just don't. Okay. So I choose not to, if I feel like we can get along the next phase, if you can pay for it. Okay. There is an investment to be made. If you can pay for it and I like you, we're well on the way, but there's a third phase. The third phase is you have to actually be able to complete a foreclosure deal, right? Cause I'm not going to coach you on something, right? If I were coaching you on human flight, right? I'm going to teach you how to fly like a bird. My failure rates could be really high because none of y'all can break the gravity and do it. You just, you can't do it, right? The same applies to the foreclosure deals coach program. We do a slight financial assessment, making sure that at some point in our six month coaching product, you're going to have the ability to purchase a property and sell it at a profit. The good news is your credit score doesn't matter. Okay, your income doesn't matter. We're financing using private and hard money lenders, which was the whole premise of this show. Okay, what matters is, is if it's a deal or not. So how do we determine if you can do it or not? A lot of it is mental connection. Are you going to listen to what I ask you to do and do it? I'll be frank with you. I can make anybody a flipper. 
Anybody can do what I do. I want to profess how genius I am and how amazing I am, but what really just comes down to the reason I'm as successful as I am in the flipping world is because I mentored and was coached by the right people. I had a couple people who mentored me, taught me all that they knew, really helpful, and I had a couple of hardcore coaches who sat there and made me get it done. And because I invested in coaching, I encourage everybody that I taught to, to do the same. So logically becoming a professional coach was the next conclusion. I can teach you how to do this, but you've got to understand it's not the banks that are the limits. You need to know what's happening in the market around you right now. And the best time to invest in real estate was actually two years ago. Okay, we've already missed that window. I can't give you the best time, but we're still a very, very good time to start your investment career. And you don't need banks. You need private and hard money lenders. And I have a bunch of those I am eager to introduce you to once you're part of my program. For two reasons. Number one, you'll be paying me to do it. Duh. Number two, they pay me to bring you to them. So every time I connect a loan with a potential buyer, I get a little cut of that action too. Ultimately, I'm going to build this huge network of investors all across the country who are buying houses using capital that I set them up with, getting a small piece of the loan fees on that deal, helping people to build massive seven and eight figure net worths while getting paid to move money. And if that's a shock to any of you, you don't have any idea how money works. Because your bank's been doing the exact same thing to you since you opened your first bank account at eight years old with your dad. They've been taking your money, investing it at a higher rate to somebody else and pocketing the difference since the beginning of time. Now you, the individual, do not need a high-scale banking relationship, a ridiculous FICO score, a whole bunch of money to put down. To get in this game takes a lot less today than it's ever taken. But the issue and the reason you haven't done it is you simply have not met the right coach because you still think you need banks. So I titled this show, Who Needs Banks? The Future of Real Estate Lending because the game has changed. We've got to change with it. All right. So as always, that's my time for today. I hope you learned something. I hope you are entertained and I hope you're educated at the same time. But if you're not very afraid right now for the financial future of the entire real estate market that I've not done a good job, the good news is if you get on the right side of this equation right now, you've got a shot to come out of this, not only unscathed, but maybe better off. And if you continue to do what you've always done, I don't know what he's talking about. Real estate market ain't going anywhere. We're going to be all right. I feel for you, but we'll be having that conversation when you're outside my Ferrari. Just stop drooling on it. It's obnoxious. Okay. And here's the thing. The people I want to hang out with are not offended by that statement. The people I want to hang out with are motivated by what I'm saying to you right now. They're excited about the opportunity to change their lives by doing something different. They want to be something more. If that describes you, I would love nothing more than for you to reach out to Jay, I got to be frank with you, I used to feel the phone calls individually, but I'm so busy right now in the flipping world, okay? So to get to me, there's a process. Process one, you got to find Jonathan Winston. What's the best way, Jay, for people to contact you? Uh, they can reach out to me through email, uh, john at foreclosuredealscoach.com, or you can find me on Facebook, Jonathan Winston. 
Yeah, I can. We can talk there and get the conversation started. Those are usually the easiest as far as uh, outreach. All right, so we're going to put that in the show notes as well. Jonathan's Facebook profile. If you want to have a conversation with it, just a discussion about getting into coaching, if you have figured out that you don't need banks, just private lender connections from this show or otherwise, if you're not going to waste my freaking time having a conversation about your future in real estate investing, I would love to have that conversation. Okay. I would love to have that conversation, but you need to be ready for this mentally. I'm preparing you for that by doing these shows for the last two years now, letting you guys know the world's going to change. I know I said the real estate market is going to crash. It didn't. Donnie's full of crap. Don't know what he's talking about. It's happening. It's happening right now. And I sincerely, sincerely hope you're going to become a part of it. With that, this is Donnie Corum, your foreclosure deals coach, reminding you now and always don't buy a house. Buy a deal. Want more of the Foreclosure Deals Coach? Hit subscribe and stay tuned for more of the mindset, methodology, and tools you'll need to invest in foreclosures. Visit foreclosuredealscoach.com and text DEAL to get a list of foreclosures in your area.